You are now listening to Podcast Like a Champion Today, an OU football podcast produced by fans for fans. Now, here are your hosts, Noah, Joe, Johnny, and Christian. Welcome in, everyone, to a post-loss edition of the post-game pod. Um, <laughs> uh, OU... Uh, Loses to Baylor and Norman 38-35, and uh, we're kind of short-staffed tonight. Uh, just Johnny and I breaking it down, but uh, just kind of wanted to give our thoughts on the game and uh, as well as some stuff from around the country. Johnny, what – I mean, obviously not what you want to see. Um, still plenty of chances to win the game. I mean, at halftime, OU was down three and had thrown three picks in the first half, so – uh, just yeah. what's your biggest like takeaway um, things to that could improve moving forward? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just take it away. Yeah, man. Uh, there was just a couple things. One, I mean, on the bright side, I did see the potential for big playmaking. So I think I mentioned this a few pods ago. I've just been waiting for like a deep Marvin Mims bomb, and we got that early on in the game. I feel like that's something that could have been happening like all year. Um, mm-hmm. I just hadn't seen that play style yet. Um, honestly, Eric Gray has been our most consistent player this season. He's just been popping off. Um, the unfortunate issue I see here is that the people that I feel like are performing well are good enough to go to the league and probably will. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering how we'll reload. Um but yeah, this is a post game, so we'll talk about the game here. Um, my biggest takeaway is the defensive line. Uh, there was just such a lack of a rush today; it was so evident. Um, and I know, like, like Dave Aranda is a great coach, but he's a defensive coach, right? And Baylor's like I've never heard anybody ever talk about like how good Baylor's line is, you know, mm-hmm. and. We have dudes that are, should play in the NFL starting for us right now, and we couldn't get to the quarterback, and tackles for loss were minimal. So um, that was really frustrating to, for me to see is just like I there's no ex, there's no excuse for it. Like I get it if we were playing like SEC team or some guy that's going to go top 10 as an offensive tackle or whatever, but like these are just normal guys, and we were getting mm-hmm. nothing done. So that was yeah. that was hard. Just the, just looking at the stats, Baylor ran for 281 yards. Granted, um, 51 of those came on that um, that fourth and or yeah, yeah. fourth and one, um, mm-hmm. where he just broke. And then it, it's a dagger. I always love talking about P. Ryan's uh, taking a knee at the one, but when he did that, mm-hmm. I wanted to throw up <laughs> just to run it in. At that point, like yeah. there's like a minute left, like just run it in. I mean, it's yeah. it, it feels worse that he pulled up and took a knee at the one. It's like, oh yeah, I could score, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Did uh, uh, were you with Grandpa today? Yeah, yeah. Um, his friend Gary. I mm-hmm. think you went to a game with him, maybe, and then uh, Robbie went. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Englishman was there. He was hey. he he was he was kind of like you calling out the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um. He said they're a bunch of nobodies, which I think is a quote you said. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, a bunch of nobodies, and we couldn't get any any penetration. And then it seems like every time he said that, we did the next play. But he needed yeah. to say it more. Again. 
Um, Bunch of suckers. Yeah. Marcus <laughs> Major, I, I'm not, it, he just doesn't look the same and he didn't last week either. I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, early in the year, I think you were on kind of on this train too. And obviously I was, but I was on the mm. Marcus major train. I was like, he needs to be the featured back starter mm. gray, but he's going to like, he'll get the bulk in the middle, but obviously, I mean, Eric Gray's just been great. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvin four catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. That's his best game in a while. Yeah, and I think this season like he didn't do much offensively. Yeah, the the interceptions and this is I was trying. I obviously haven't been back to watch replays, and I was trying to kind of break it down during the game. But some of them definitely weren't on Dylan. But yeah. it's the at the same time, it's the the route concepts they're running there's a certain place the ball has to be. And if it's not mm-hmm. and it gets tipped, it's going towards the middle of the field where it can get picked off. One yeah. of them, it looked like on Brayden Willis's, the, I think it was the second one maybe, mm-hmm. it looked like he was getting held. Like he couldn't get his other hand up to the ball because he was being held. But I mean, uh, first and the third was just thrown behind a dude and it gets tipped or yeah, I think they both were. So I don't know. I mean, he's, I don't know. Like next year, who knows what that looks like? If because mm-hmm. he, I mean, I don't he's think he's going, going to he's, the league. He's not going to the league, and he's not going somewhere else. Like he's going to be yeah. our quarterback next yeah. year, unless we get so some crazy transfer or Jackson Arnold just is the greatest freshman of all time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I'm I'm honestly like comfortable with that. I think. I think he's shown us like he is a difference maker and that's what you want to see in a quarterback. Like right. when he's been out of the games, like we get our butt just kicked. So mm-hmm. we need, we need him to win. And if we get in, he gets another off season, more time under his belt with Lebby and kind of, I don't know. I think next year has, is a lot to look forward to, but right now it's just hard because we've been overly spoiled with quarterback play for the last like, 15, 20 years, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't count like Landry Jones, but um, mm-hmm. other than that, yeah. Um, yeah, Zach I'd... Schmitz missed field goal. was kind of the only special teams thing. Mm-hmm. Turk, Turk, and it was the right call. The stadium didn't agree, but um, Turk's punt down to the goal line was, was beautiful. Mm. Uh, a lot of hang time on that one, but yeah, I mean, I... The stadium is never going to agree with the the refs on that, but he definitely had touched it across the plane. So I think it was a good call there. But um, you have anything else? Like it's it's tough. Just this quick. Like I just I just got home maybe like ten minutes ago and jumped on mm-hmm. and started doing this. So I haven't got to watch anything or anything like that. But it's tough mm-hmm. to just sit here and digest it because it was a winnable game. Yeah. Um, you turned it over three times in the first half. And you're only down three. So a lot of like optimism for me going into halftime, like come out, um, they got the ball, get a stop and they just go right down the field. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was frustrating to watch because there were so many, like, honestly, there was a lot of like good plays. Like there was times that our linebackers were like, you know, shoulder to the line, like racing to the boundary mm -hmm. to like make a tackle. Like that happened a lot, but then it would get to, third and seven 
and they just break off a 15 yard run or whatever. So yeah. Or hands to the face where he rips, rips a helmet off <laughs> after the play. Like uh, that was, yeah. that was rough. It's tough scene. You know, something I've thought about a lot the last couple of weeks is we have four guys on our team currently that their old teams are undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> we got Tyler Guyton from TCU and then the three Tennessee transfers, Eric Gray, Key yeah. Lawrence and Wanye. And I'm just wondering how they feel right now. Cause I feel like they left and like, Oh, I'm, I'm jumping on this train. Like we're about to take off. Mm-hmm. And I think it's different case by case. Like Eric was like, I mean, he was their starting running back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Wanye, he was, I think he was first team all SEC, SEC. like freshman. freshman. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Key was starting. So all three of them were like starting yeah. at one point. And then yeah. Tyler was a depth player, but like he probably mm-hmm. would have started this year. And I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. We don't have a lot of post game stuff to talk about. It was just a tough loss. I think we had good, good. Our good was good, but our bad was really unfortunate. Yeah. I don't think there mm-hmm. was really any like bad play calling necessarily or anything, just like maybe some poor execution here and there. But I think it's all stuff we can build off of. Uh, the other, the other losses, like the loss of Texas, that was just like blatantly awful because we don't have a quarterback. But this one yeah. is like, we just got unfortunate calls and little things here and there. So. Yeah, you get momentum and you shoot yourself in the foot or like, yeah, I mean, definitely a winnable game. Even I mean, even at the end, the fact that it was still close and all like we could have a chance to win at the end. But I mean, when they when they punted the ball from the 50, I was thinking to myself, there's no way that we're getting a stop like. And I get Brent's mentality behind, well, let's not cut ourselves off from winning the game right now when we could mm-hmm. go down the line, maybe they fumble something, but there's, I mean, as much as the fans kind of willed it, it got loud um, a couple times today, the, that last drive for sure. And then earlier, I think it was in the first half um, caused a false start just because I don't think they could hear the snap count and shaping was doing his weird thing where he'd like clap twice and then there would be like a beat and then they would go. Mm. It, it was the same all game. I was, thought that was really weird but yeah i mean kind of moving forward um you got three games left you got west virginia you got bedlam and you got uh texas tech i think all three are winnable games i mean obviously today they could have won that game yeah um but you need one more to get bowl eligible um you go to west virginia next week winnable game but a tough place to play so um and yeah. kind of how it's shaken out this year is like everyone's giving you their best shot and they always do. But if they have a chance to kick, kick them while they're down, they're going to like Texas did, you know, um, it's not often that this opportunity pre- presents itself. So teams are going to look to capitalize. They're going to go for it on fourth down a lot. Um, also, cause we can't stop people on fourth down, but yeah. um, now, a winnable game. It's just going to be a tough environment for sure. And I, I'm just I the last couple of years as we've like had games where we scored 70 or whatever I just be like okay like we don't have to do this or whatever but like I don't care anymore now like after how we've been played against in this season if next mm-hmm. year we're just up 50 on somebody I don't care run up run it up like let's yeah. 
There'll be some of that for sure. I mean, players hold grudges. It's the same, you know, for the most part, it's going to be the same players. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> well, we do. I think we go to Morgantown. I think that's a winnable game. Texas Tech's a winnable game. Bedlam's going to be interesting. I don't know that OSU stays ranked after their loss. Yeah, so, they thirty seven sixteen uh in Lawrence today. Mm-hmm. Uh no Spencer Sanders. I'm not sure the extent of his injury if that's sure I don't think they've said anything about like past this week, but he he was out for today and a lot of like a lot of offensive weapons out as well. Mm. So we'll we'll have to see. Um who do they have next week? Let me let me look at their schedule. They have Iowa State at home. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, we were talking about it on the way out of the stadium, but I mean, I think Bedlam's winnable. Yeah, it's gonna take playing a great game, but and you know, both teams are gonna be amped for that with all the stuff about all the beef between the schools. Kind of like so and so's afraid to play us. They're going to SEC or OU side, we're trying to play you and you don't want to. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I feel like in the future, they're going to work something out to play. Like there's no, there's too much money to be made. Yeah. yeah. To, for them not, not to. Yeah. It might take a couple years of, I mean, the petty wars or whatever is going on, but mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I think everyone can agree it's, it's better. And, I mean, look at like Florida, Florida State. That's that Florida plays a tough conference schedule, and then they still. I mean, Florida State's down, but you know, mm-hmm. when they were top in the SEC, they still had that game. So it just, I don't know. I I think the rivalry is too good. People don't want to call it a rivalry because so lopsided, but geographically, like it means a lot. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm more excited for that game right now than I was six hours ago yeah. because both teams are down. It's just like, that's what you're playing for essentially. So right, and absolutely. with how limited they're going to be, I mean, I think pretty much next year's guaranteed and that'll be up there. And then if OU ends up staying that last year, of the contract, which they may do, they might not, that would be here. So this could be the last bedlam here. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's going to mean a lot to everyone and especially, you talk about guys that kind of get hated on, but some of the like the older people on team, Justin Broyles and stuff like that. They're, I mean, that's their, that's going to be our Super Bowl. So, right. um, yeah, and hopefully we'll all get to get together for that, whether we go or just hang out. But yeah, um, yeah, and then you and then you go to Texas Tech to end the year. They're, it's they're like most of the teams in the Big Twelve where it's you flip a coin every week, win or loss. Yeah, the first quarter I watched some of it. They're playing TCU. They were mm-hmm. just playing just as well as them, and then TCU just kind of pulled away slowly. But did I see like their quarterback got hurt or something? I don't know. I Texas Tech. I was watching as, uh, a little. I was watching multiple games, so I just flipped back mm. and forth. Yeah, uh, Morton, who started the game with seven of ten, and then uh, Tyler Show Show. Uh, it was nine of twenty-two the rest of the way. So hmm. I wonder, but good old Sir Roderick was there for a 
eight carries for 46 yards. So always count on him. Absolutely. Seems like he's been there forever too. Yeah. Well, I that's pretty much all I got. Just I'm not disappointed. It's just it is what it is. Um, I don't know. Just just sad day for everyone. I mean, our we'll get in our picks and stuff, but I don't think any of us are having a good week. OSU lost. OU lost. Um, why Tennessee? Tennessee got smacked. <laughs> Well, if you picked well, OU to cover, we should be good. Because the spread was what? Seven? I think OU was favored. OU was favored by three. So, yeah, that's not good. And, uh, yeah, OSU obviously not good. And what was Tennessee's final? It closed at 10, but I think ours was nine and a half. Yeah. I picked Georgia. So, oh, okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) You might be on top this week. I don't, I haven't looked at everyone else's. I didn't see a graphic or anything. So, um, real quick before we get out of here, um, wanted to mention our bedlam giveaway. Uh, I looked at halftime. We got nine days left and then we will be announcing the winner. Um, all you have to do is head to our Twitter or in uh, link tree on our Instagram or wherever, any of our bios. And uh, just, there's a couple things you can do just to gain an entry. If you want to like just view our Instagram page, that's an entry or uh, retweet a tweet, follow us on Twitter, rate the podcast, all that. So, you can get tons of entries just by doing those things. And if you're listening to this, you probably have already done it. So might as well uh, just go through and double check. And uh, we'll we'll give those away on our next, not this next podcast, but the midweek of uh, next week leading into the game. And we hope that um, someone that really wants them gets them. So. It'd be a shame if an OSU fan came in and and got them. We don't really have a way to filter that out, but um, they're they're welcome to do it too. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, go for it. Uh, Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? No, just I think for the people that actually listen to this and like our true Sooner fans, it's tough to like have a game like this, but it's something to like build off of. Every loss and turn and twist is not always fun to watch or be a part of, but like Alabama had a losing record the year before or Nick Saban's first year. And then they went and won a national championship. So like Mm -hmm. anything can happen at this point. And I think Brent Venables is definitely the coach to take us there. So we just got to continue to be positive. Don't be tearing players down on social media. That's the last thing we need. Uh, But I'm interested to see the transfer portal this uh, off season. (laughs) We'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Uh, might be a mass exodus out of College Station that could help mm-hmm. some programs in a situation like OU will be in. And it helps that they were in on most of those guys before they committed anyway. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Big, big, and big, uh, big recruiting weekend will be Bedlam too. Um, the list is already getting together. So, um, there's going to, that'll be kind of, Oh, they, there wasn't much today, but that'll be kind of their big push, and hopefully, a team plays well to 
kind of show off. So absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, sometime this probably Wednesday. Um, sometimes we record different times, but we'll we normally aim to get it released by Wednesday. So we'll see you uh, next time on podcast like a champion today. <laughs> <laughs>